Brandon Lewis here with the 10 Con Big 7 Weekend Update. We are still presently working on our studio. I hope that this puppy is streaming live as it should. Uh, the, the Facebook Live um, recording often gets cut off a little bit. Uh, not sure why. So I hope that you're watching. Uh, we've got a new studio set up here. We're still trying to work out the kinks and the bugs. Uh, but I'm glad that you're here. Brandon Lewis coming to you with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Digest. Now, we've got big stories. And so we've got folks coming on now to watch. If you would leave in the comments section where you're watching from, let me know what you think about these stories as we cover them because we've got some pretty interesting stories to cover. The big story, uh, at least in my opinion, it's not news necessarily, uh, but I'm glad that you're here. Jason says that it looks good. I see I'm getting all these false all these false um, uh, things from Facebook saying that I need to change things, close things down, but apparently, according to Jason, that's not the case. So we've got a big announcement to make. Uh, number one, uh, the Rhino Report is on the way. So we get so many requests from individuals asking us, please tell us who voted how before we go to the polls, particularly in the primaries. And so we're going to have that information for you. Uh, we're putting together uh, the big votes, the ones that we have tracked, those that voted for uh, conservative policy, those that voted against conservative policy. And we're also going to let you know, in my humble opinion, from an editorial standpoint, uh, who are the tough Tusk award winners, meaning who are the individuals who really uh, stood out in the legislative session. And again, if you would, in the comments section, leave where you're watching from. Uh, and also what you think of these stories. So let me first get you some information. And if you could put this in, uh, the social media share thumbnail may come up wrong, Jason. So if you want to uh, fix that, that would be great. Uh, we're going to talk about the Tennessee Freedom Summit. And you can finally and officially get tickets for this. Uh, and it is going to be in Nashville. And it's going to be on April 19th and 20th. So if you want to get your event tickets, I would go ahead and get those now. Uh, April or August rather 19th and 20th in Nashville, Tennessee. We got a great schedule of events. Uh, Friday at 7 p.m. We're going to have a welcome reception at the Bold Patriot uh, Brewing Company. This is a neat place. It is revolutionary themed uh, and so if, if you love revolutionary war, if you love revolutionary war um, uh, type of memorabilia, there's going to be a lot of that there. Uh, what is it? We got Clofies. How do you pronounce that? Clofies Jones, Wayne, watching from Michigan? Oh my goodness, that's a long way away. See, Facebook doesn't tell me how many people are watching. Presently, it's telling me nobody's watching, but apparently there are some people watching, so if you'd post that you're watching, it would let me know that there are some people watching because Facebook's saying that there ain't nobody here. Uh, so we're going to have that. Uh, the general session is going to start uh, on 9 a.m., and that is going to be uh, at the Hilton Garden Inn. We're going to have some fantastic speakers. We're going to start at 9 a.m. And here are some of the folks in the lineup. What do we got here? Marjorie says, hi, Madisonville, Tennessee. Facebook is lying to me about who's watching. Apparently, we have a lot of people watching. It's saying that nobody's watching. You can't make this stuff up. So, number one, uh, we've got Representative Dennis Powers. And he's going to be speaking uh, about uh, preventing illegal immigration and about protecting free speech in Tennessee. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, Representative Powers is... Uh, been one of the individuals who really pushed 
a lot of information out there about stopping uh, the tra mass transportation of illegal uh, immigrants. He's also the co-sponsor in the House for the uh, social media censorship bill, which was defeated. We're going to talk about that uh, because they, they were okay with giving a half a billion dollars to woke NFL teams uh, who kneel at the national anthem and who hate conservative thought and conservative candidates and conservative principle, but we couldn't find a hundred grand uh, in the budget to protect your rights. Dennis is going to be talking about that. We're going to have Deputy Speaker Janice Bowling is going to be joining us, and that's going to be a good time. Uh, she's going to be talking about truth, the only way to political freedom. Uh, Senator Bowling, I call her the Iron Lady, the Iron Lady of the Tennessee Senate. She's going to be uh, telling you the truth about what's going on up there. We're going to have Robin Steenman, uh, who is really, in my opinion, uh, she is the catalyst for the Moms for Liberty movement in Tennessee. She really got things going there, and she's going to be talking about the sacred fire, the thing that burns in us that should make us get involved and active. Uh, I'm going to be talking about corporatism versus conservatism and how we can reclaim the Tennessee GOP. And who else we have? We have Keith from Lafayette, Tennessee. So we got all kind of people watching and Facebook saying that nobody's on here. That is fake news. Moving on, we're also going to have Lori Cordoza-Moore, and she's from Proclaiming uh, Justice to the Nations, and she's going to talk about taking back Americans' children. Now, this is not this is a preliminary list of speakers. We are going to have more. We're also going to have a panel. Um, we're putting that together. And so there are different uh, places you can go to get tickets, um, or not different places. There's only one place you can go to get tickets, and that's TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Uh, TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. If you look at the social share image, it's got last year's information on it. Don't worry about that. Just click the link. Uh, we're going to update that social share image. That's on Brandon's list of things to do that has not gotten done yet. I run another job full time, so sometimes it it, it really kind of takes me. Well, we got Charles on here. Hello from Morristown, Charles Cook. Now Charles Cook, I think, is either helping with or promoting a uh, candidate training, leadership training, and I think it's going to be in Knoxville. We shared a story about that in yesterday's newsletter, or it may be going out. It's going out in today's newsletter. So at 11.30 p.m., which has already passed, you've probably already got this. And uh, Charles, thank you for helping put that uh, puppy on. Now, what else is going on? So there's different tickets that you can get, okay? These things are expensive to put on. By the time you feed people, rent a room, give people a couple of drink tickets, do the audio visual, etc., like the money's gone. So we have it's $147 uh, for both the pre-reception and for the reception and for the the day, uh, the full uh, general session the next day. And I will tell you this: um, these things are probably going to sell out. If you want your room and if you want a ticket, uh, I got a smaller room than what I thought. Uh, we've only got about space for 250 people. I'm inviting all the movers and shakers, all the political all organizational leaders in Tennessee. This is actually the first time I've made tickets available. I'm going to get on my phone and start texting people to make sure they can get in. I don't want anybody to be left out. But we have, uh, that's 147, and that includes everything. It's general uh, seating. But we also have some patron-level tickets. If you really care about what we do here at the Tennessee Conservative, and you, you don't need a tchotchke, and you don't need a, a bunch of, uh, a bun a bunch of, nonsense for your money if you're like me and you just invest because you care about conservatism we have patron level tickets uh, and that's a thousand dollars you get two tickets first row seating and we're going to be recognizing people that support us because it's important 
Uh, we're almost at break-even here at the Tennessee Conservative. We're at what I call almost at operational break-even, but we're not at operational plus lead acquisition break-even. Now, what's lead acquisition? That means we need to tell more conservatives in Tennessee about what's going on in our state. And unless I can spend money on lead acquisition, you know, we, we're going to organically grow, but it's going to be a slower growth than what I want. And by the time the next legislative session rolls around, I'd like us to be about 50% bigger than we are. We also have $500 host tickets. If you want to help uh, really kind of give back and, and, and allow us to keep the tickets lower for other folks, you get two tickets, second row seating and recognition. And then we have a display table. I think we're only doing eight of these, and that's $500. You get one ticket in open seating. So if your organization would like to have a table, you can go there and buy the tickets. All right, enough of that blatant money-making self-promotion because I'm only in it for the money. If you're in it for the money, you could do anything but run a conservative news organization. I would recommend anything, you know, painting houses, washing windows, cleaning houses, begging on a street corner. You would be better off and would make more money than running a conservative news publication. Trust me, I know firsthand because I have made negative money since I have been doing this. That A lot of work for negative money is no good, so that's why you need to buy tickets to the Tennessee Freedom Summit, tennesseefreedomsummit.com. All right, let's get into the stories. Enough blatant self-promotion. Now, we're going to have to do this different, right? I've got all kinds of stuff to keep up with today. All kinds of stuff. First big story. Lobbyists for Titans Stadium include family members of top Tennessee officials to secure passage of Governor Lee's $52.8 billion budget, which is about 20 to 25% higher than last year's budget. Good old conservative government. You know, not worried about a rainy day here in Tennessee because they'll just come to the taxpayers if the rainy day ever comes. Among lobbyists include Nicole Watson, wife of Senator Bo Watson, and Virginia uh, Azale Briley, daughter of Tennessee's Commissioner of Tourist Development, Mark Ezel. Ezel, don't know how to pronounce that. Senator Watson serves as the Senate Finance, Ways, and Means Committee, which is considered one of the most powerful positions in the state Senate, as any legislation that involves state funds must pass through the committee before moving on to the floor for a vote, including the legislation dealing with the Titans Stadium. Watson said that his wife has a memorandum of understanding with her lobbying firm, which states that she is barred uh, from lobbying him on any issue and they go above and beyond the rules to be sure that they are complying with everything that's required of them by the Tennessee State Rules of Order. Now listen, Bo met his wife. She happened to be a lobbyist. This could happen. This is where most people, not most people, but a lot of people meet their spouse at work. And I don't think there's anything nefarious here necessarily. I don't I actually don't think there's anything here nefarious at all. But it, there is a conflict. Anytime a lobbyist from, you know, one of the senators who sits on the biggest committees comes to visit you in your office, are you, gonna, are you going to give them deferential treatment? Yeah, that is human nature. Unless you find a way to take away human nature, I don't see how this isn't an issue or a problem. And it's not because people are bad or evil. It's just human nature. The other part of human nature is it's, it's, if you cohabitate with a woman, I, I do that. I cohabitate with a woman, my wife. And I can cohabitate with two other ladies, uh, Sylvia and Ruby. And to think that you're not going to talk about work-related things, and to think that that's not going to come up, and to think that that's not going to be a conversation, and to think that that's not going to be influential in some way is just crazy. And I know Bo. I think he is an ethical and an honest person, but it, it is an issue. And he's not the only person that has the issue. And this is not the first time nor the last time that anything like this is going to come up. 
but I, I, I think there should probably be uh, a rule that says that if, if you're related to a legislator, you shouldn't be a lobbyist. If there's any type of relation with government, you probably shouldn't be able to do that because it is going to cause undue influence. Back to the story. The spokesperson uh, for the Commissioner of Tourist Development stated that he and his daughter do not discuss business. Okay? When my daughter goes off to get her career, we're going to end up talking about business. My daughter and I talk about business, and we have no reason to talk about business. She knows what I do here. She knows what I do for a living. And she is 10. To think that somebody you're related to and close to, that you're not ever going to talk about business and there's not going to be any communication in the hours and hours and hours you spend with each other each week, that's a stretch. Another situation involves the husband of outgoing health commissioner, Lisa Piercy's chief of staff, Jeremy Nagoshiner. Nagoshiner? Who knows? Who lobbies for Walmart? Last year, the Tennessee Health Department granted a deal to Walmart wherein they received first rights for two oral antiviral treatments for the virus. However, the commissioner's spokesperson claimed that the department's chief of staff was not involved in the arrangement. Maybe. That's not very convincing to me. I mean, I, I just always look at things, what's it called? Occam's razor. Occam's razor is when you look at something and the thing that looks to be the most likely and the most truthful is probably the most like, likely and the most truthful. The thing that is the most logical, reasonable, who has motive, what's human nature like. So these people, in many cases, I think are asking us to put aside our reasoning, put aside our uh, ability to judge a situation, and put aside common sense and say, okay, no, in this particular situation, it doesn't make a difference because we've got all these rules in place. I, I just don't buy it. And there's so much corruption and lobbying up in Nashville and all the special interest money. And the, they'd spend like $450,000 per member lobbying. And they get highly paid. And many of them, if I'm not mistaken, get kickbacks and deals if legislation gets pushed through. I'm just saying. And, you know, the other thing is if they get kickbacks and deals when things get pushed through and if you're related to people or if you cohabitate with people, I mean, that affects your income. And to think that people don't do things because it affects their household income is just, it's hard to buy. And it's not because I don't like people. And it has done, it's, it's about policy, not personality. You could, re, you could replace all these names with Mr. Smith and Mr. Jones. And if I didn't know them from Adam's house cat, I'd say the exact same thing. And that's the thing we have to do as a news source. Sometimes it puts me in a tough personal position, but you just got to report the news no matter what. During the session of the General Assembly, every single piece of legislation uh, to either ban or regulate lobbying never made it to the floor for a vote. And if you, don't, if you don't think that there's this incestuous relationship, if you don't think there's undue power, if you don't think that the left-leaning corporations that employ all these lobbyists have more power than Republican primary voters, then you would see a lot more things that, that go with the will of the Republican primary voters make its way through than you do presently. And that's why I'm speaking at the Tennessee Freedom Summit about corporatism versus conservatism and how we need to reclaim the GOP so that we can actually get through some legislation that matches with our, uh, with our platform instead of the PAC money. Next story. Conservative model legislation group urges Governor Lee to veto incumbent protection bill. Now, this will be the first thing he vetoed, so I'm not holding out any hope for this. Alec Action Advocacy, a partner of the American Legislative Council, has sent a letter to Governor Lee strongly urging him to veto legislation that, once made law, could trigger nonprofits to disclose names of their donors. 
Alec, Action CEO, said if enacted, this legislation would implement an extremely broad, unclear, and dangerous state of registry dragnet targeting nonprofit organizations, many of which are currently engaged in standard issue advocacy. And to me, this whole thing is just an incumbent protection bill. For the first time in a long time, you have a news publication. Luckily, we're for profit. And you had a few grassroots conservative organizations that were telling people ahead of elections that the folks that say they're conservative really aren't. And we're going to name names in the Rhino Report. You take that thing, distribute it, etc. i got to get that thing graphically tweaked a little bit. Hopefully we'll have that thing ready next week. I've had lots to do. It's my second job. I can't let it consume me. Back to the story. The concerning portion of the bill that would require nonprofit 501c3 fours, 501 alphabet soup, just replace it, organizations to report an expense in excess of $5,000 within 60 days of an election uh, if they show, if they dare show, the candidate's name or image. I mean, this is almost like iconoclastic. It's like if you speak the name, you know, if you if you show the image, you know, there, there's going to be trouble, right? I mean, that's it's kind of weird. In its reference to a portion of the Tennessee Code, sponsors and co-sponsors of the bill argued that portion of the Tennessee Code referred to was included solely to, to designate the timing and reporting and that nonprofits are not required to disclose their donors. However, the legislation itself does not make that clear, and the portion of the Tennessee Code does not state that donors must be disclosed. And see, the way that this thing, this incumbent protection bill that was pushed by McNally, Sexton, and, the, and Farrell Hale, who's terrible, not conservative at all, um, it was done in, in a very non-transparent way. It was buried in a caption bill. You couldn't see what was in the bill unless it was leaked. There's all these untimely amendments made that people voted on that couldn't even see. I read the language of the bill. It's sloppy. It was put together at the last minute. It's just bad legislation, and it's a bad legislative process. Even if it was a good bill, it was a bad legislative process, and you shouldn't try to tell people something's about transparency and simultaneously do it in a sneaky, underhanded method. You can't have it both ways. And you can see the links to the article. Jason's posting them in the comments section. You tell me what you think about it. You tell me what you think. Next story. Bill regulating homeless encampments on public property becomes law without the, government's, the governor's signature. Legislation that would make camping on Tennessee public property a misdemeanor became law last week without Governor Bill Lee's signature. It will go into effect July 1, 2022. The legislation states that any person who camps on the shoulder, berm, or right-of-way of a state interstate highway under a bridge overpass or within an underpass of the state or interstate highway could be charged with a Class C misdemeanor. Uh, crime punishable by $50 in fine or required community service of at least 20 hours but not more than 40 hours. A warning or citation would be given for the first offense. I am all for it. I live here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I've got friends that live in other metropolitan areas, and this vagabond lifestyle, this um, panhandling epidemic, it brings crime into neighborhoods. When people beg for money, especially those that are able-bodied for drugs, and they've already got their housing paid for, they've already got their SNAP benefits paid for in many cases, and they're already on some kind of assistance. The only reason that they're there doing that stuff is so that they can live a like a like a drug-induced, carefree lifestyle. I go camping. Some people like to urban camp. You see these young, able-bodied hipsters, dressed well, with backpacks, going from town to town. They enjoy it. Some people are truly mentally ill, and they need to get help. And there's all kinds of resources for it. But there's this whole homeless industrial complex, and it's built up. 
and where we've, we've given people a hammock to lay in instead of a safety net. And there has to be some kind of balance between property rights, quality of life, safety. Because when you bring drugs into a community from this kind of stuff, which is coming into my community in Brainerd and Chattanooga, I live in it. And I see the things that are happening. And also, you know, Veronica says illegals pouring into the state. Now, they're not going to do anything about illegal immigration. Anybody who talks about illegal immigration, Sexton, McNally, Governor Lee, they, they are lying about their enthusiasm and desire to do anything about illegal immigration. Just letting you know. That's that the, the corporate lobbyists and the PAC money uh, people, that they've said, no, no, no. If you want the money, if you want the, the deals, mm-mm, don't touch illegal immigration because we need cheap labor uh, and we need more people to sell stuff to. So can't touch that. Lee declined to sign the bill into law due to concerns with unintended consequences. What about the unintended consequences of people just like bringing in drugs into neighborhoods and into public areas? That's an unintended consequence that I'm already living with. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and when you bring in drugs, next thing you know is petty crime, car break-ins, home break-ins. And when you have home break-ins and car break-ins, you end up with, with assaults or murders, self-defense cases. It's just commonly known. That's why up until about 8 to 10 years, like this is pretty much something that, that we already have laws on the books for. Panhandling, vagrancy, loitering. We already have laws on the books preventing all this. It's just our liberal uh, county mayors and city mayors won't do anything about it. Lee said, I was concerned and I am concerned about the unintended consequences, so I'll let the bill go into law and we will follow up and work with the sponsors to understand the implications they see if there's any adjustment that needs to be made. The governor acknowledged the intent of the law is to use city, uh, city property in Tennessee's parks for the original function, but stated that he would like to see nonprofits, churches, and advocacy groups partnering with state government better to combat homelessness to find a way home, forward. There you go. Next story, House Speaker responds to governor's refusal to sign truth in sentencing. I just see this as being soft on crime. There's this wave of soft on crime media catering that's going on in the Republican Party, and it seems to be very popular right now, and I'm not for it. Now, I'm not for uh, people being imprisoned for casual drug use. I'm not for people that get in trouble for shenanigans and end up having to serve some long term. But for violent crimes where you take the life, liberty, or property of somebody else and you put somebody in a situation that affects their quality of life or ends it or maims them, I think you should just have to serve your sentence. A day after Governor Lee declined to sign the strict truth and sentencing legislation but allowed it to become law, despite his disagreement, the bill's sponsors fired back. House Speaker Cameron Sexton said, you can, you, you, you can protect criminals or you can protect victims. I stand with victims, as do members of law enforcement, our district attorneys, and our criminal judges across Tennessee. Sometimes we need to use common sense approaches. More violent criminals in jail for longer periods means less crime and fewer victims. Soft sentences means more crime and more victims. Um, Randy McNally, who is the Senate Speaker, pushed this bill to passage amid tepid opposition from the governor's administration. They worked out a compromise of sorts that required nine of the state's most violent offenses to be served for 100% and dropped several others identified in the initial uh, legislation to 85%. McNally said truth in sentencing is vital legislation that not only offers justice and transparency to victims but also acts as a critical deterrent against violent offenders. The costs associated with the legislation are well worth the peace of mind offered to the victims and the overall boost in public safety. It's funny. 
I think the reason that you have uh, tough on crime bills that actually make it through our legislative process when you don't have other things like, you know, real reform on legal immigration, real reform on school choice, is because criminals don't have lobbyists and criminals don't have PACs. If criminals, now listen, if you're a criminal out there and you're doing some kind of organized crime something, and you're hurting and defrauding a bunch of people, maybe even murdering them. My suggestion to you would be to hire a lobbyist and to start a pack. You get a big enough pack and you get a good enough lobbyist, you can go up there and in in Tennessee's legislature, you probably buy your way into freedom with legislation. I'm telling you, that's how I've seen it work. The money. If there's a if there's a well moneyed interest up in Nashville, they will do whatever's in the interest of the well moneyed folks. Tennessee primary voters, Republicans, they might give you a little bit of a thought if they think they'll lose an election. But unless they think they're going to lose, they ain't going to do much. And there's not been enough losing. Next story. Tennessee health billing firm accused of in court of uh, accused in court of cartel lot behavior. Let me take another run at that. Tennessee health billing firm accused in court of cartel lot behavior. A Tennessee firm that pioneered the outsourcing of hospital emergency uh, medical care now stands accused in courtrooms across the nation of scheming to turn emergency rooms into corporate profit centers through cartel lot behavior, including price fixing, legal intimidation, and fraud. Let me tell you, my wife recently had to go in, and we don't have insurance. We have MediShare, which I would recommend to you. Uh, insurance used to be like catastrophic. If you spend more than X, it kicks in. It's not about getting medic, uh, medical treatment for free. And all of the negotiated rates with the big insurance companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, it's higher than if you paid cash. Why do you need an insurance company to negotiate something that costs more than what you'd pay for it if you paid for it cash? That's how corrupt the healthcare system is. And there's nothing more corrupt, in my opinion, after living through the last two years than the Tennessee medical industry. Not the people that work in it, not the nurses, not the doctors necessarily, but the huge administrative organizations, these large corporations. They got PACs and lobbyists out the wazoo. I think they spend more money up in Nashville than anybody else. And if push comes to shove, if it's a big corporate hospital that has lots of money or if it's the Tennessee taxpayer, Tennessee taxpayer is going to lose. Tennessee taxpayer is going to lose every time, just about, unless it's egregious. Anyway, wife goes in to get an MRI. Something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was expensive. And they kept telling her, oh, how much is it? Well, it's only $63. Well, how much is it? It's only $63. Well, how much is it? It's only $63. And she called. She goes, what do you mean this is only $63? And finally, the billing reps thought, well, we only take $63 from you when you come. Well, no, that's not what I asked. How much does it cost? And if she had not called, like it would be like $5,000, $6,000 for this scan. We got it down to the cash price, which is 2000 at the hospital. Frankly, I think we could have got it for much less at an imaging center. But they are sneaky. You go in to have a medical treatment, and then three months later, some massive bill shows up, and then you have to fight with them about it. It's not transparent. It's not market-driven. It's not to your benefit. It's a mess. So this does not surprise me. The hospitals and a lot of these these uh, surgery centers have been acting like cartels for a long time. Team Health's accusers say the Knoxville-based corporation is intentionally fleecing patients, shortchanging doctors, deceiving insurers, and driving up the cost of emergency health care, and despite paying millions in settlements, won't stop without judicial intervention. Well, usually people don't. 
The latest uh, proposed class action lawsuit filed against the firm states Team Health designed a complex structure of the Tennessee health system to circumvent state laws that prohibit general business corporations from practicing medicine. It is now evident from multiple other lawsuits that Team Health systematically overbilled patients and insurers for years. It does not surprise me. If you've been screwed by some of these big hospitals when you've gone in to have very minor medical procedures, put it in the comment section. And this is what happens when you marry large leftist corporations with rhino government. Large leftist corporations, insurance companies, large leftist insurance companies, and rhino government. You end up with this stuff. It, it detaches the service provider from the consumer. It's not free market at all. In just two years, Team Health has shelled out nearly $100 million to settle thousands of complaints from emergency room patients, billed thousands of dollars for treatment for minor ailments ranging from indigestion, $1,712, to a headache, $1,384, to a spider bite, $1,602. The firm has ponied up millions more to settle claims of shortchanging doctors and cheating government-subsidized insurance firms and was recently forced to be a public outcry to dismiss thousands of collection lawsuits filed by Tennessee emergency room patients, the Tennessee uh, company records show is also under congressional investigation. Thieves. We got them all over Tennessee in these big hospitals. I'm just telling you what I see. You know, I'll tell you another story. Well, I'll tell you why I think people, why there's such an issue with the medical. People don't understand how insurance works. Insurance is supposed to be something that you use only in a case of emergency when it's far more per year than you could handle. It's, it's just like your house. You don't go set fire to your house every week, do you? Let's go burn a little bit of it and collect some insurance. Burn a little bit of it, collect some insurance. Let's go burn a little bit. You don't do it. Like it's the, the fire insurance on your home is only there for a catastrophic event. And we treat health insurance as if it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. We don't take care of our health. We don't exercise. We don't look at it. It's like, this is something that's supposed to make my health care virtually free. Well, that's not what it's for. And when people abuse it, it drives up costs. And then you got all kinds of people. And somebody had mentioned here, we have a huge issue with illegal aliens. And, and you end up essentially paying for their health care through increased costs and through increased insurance premiums. Another reason we need to cut off the magnets. But instead, people like Shane Reeves and people like Governor Bill Lee and everybody who voted for that law to give illegal aliens commercial and professional licenses. That's why we got issues. Next story, federal appeals court that rules K-12 mask mandates are legal in Tennessee. The United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit has ruled that mask mandates in K-12 schools in Tennessee are legal, contrary to a state law passed in November 2021. A 21-page omnibus medical freedoms bill signed by Governor Lee in November, among other things, banned government entities for mandating masks set forth in an intricate process in which school boards had to follow uh, required masks on school by school basis and made it law that mask mandates could not be district-wise. The same day, Lee signed in the new legislation in the law, a lawsuit that filed on behalf of eight Tennessee students with disabilities. So we've covered this a lot. Judge Crenshaw wrote that giving the alleged conflict and the possible confusion this creates for schools in Tennessee pending an expedited hearing, the party shall maintain the status quo as it pertains to students with disabilities and federal uh, guaranteed rights as of Thursday, November 11, 2021. I tell you what, sometimes I have a hard time even following this gobbledygook. The United States uh, Court of Appeals is the Sixth Circuit sits in Cincinnati, Ohio, and has jurisdiction over federal appeals arising in the state of uh, Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, and Tennessee. 
So, who knows what will happen with this thing. Last story. Are you ready? Now, this is a heartwarming story. Heartwarming story about the uh, competence and about the care with which government schools um, encourage your children to think in rigorous academic ways um, where in between not teaching them to read, write, uh, in between um, you know, high cases of teen pregnancy, gang activity, and violence, especially like here in Hamilton County, where kids probably come out of the public school system worse than if they'd never gone in. I mean, if they're, if they're functionally illiterate after 13 years, they might as well set have home. They might as well just had a job. I started working at 13. 13 to 18, you could have five years of money in the bank. Good. Here's, here's a good story. Here, here's one of the many reasons that we truly do need school choice. And all the school cho choice bills this year in the legislative session were killed by rhinos. Can't wait to get that rhino report out. Giles County Elementary students, elementary students, Tennessee government schools, Giles County Elementary students sit home with gender identity material. Giles County Elementary students were sent home with sealed packets this week that included a brochure about puberty aimed at fifth graders. If you can't teach them to read and write and do arithmetic, what in the hell makes you think that you have any time to do something else? Apparently they do. Gender identity. This is about how you feel and how you think about yourself. When it comes to gender, everybody's gender identity is unique to them and should be respected. No, it's not unique. You're either a man or a woman or you're mentally deranged. There's only one of two ways. Now, you could be a man that locks men. You could be a woman that locks women. But you're still just a man or a woman. That's the only thing we have in life. That's it. Two sexes. In response to the outcry from parents, and that, there's a lot of stuff in this. You need to go to this story that he just posted. I wish some of the, the juicier tidbits had been put in here, Jason, because they really need to read this stuff. It's basically like, you don't have to lock just this person. You don't have to lock just that person. Don't let society change you. It, it's okay. Whatever you feel or think will support you, and that's what you're going to be. It's terrible. It's from the devil, in my opinion. It's a corruption of the family. Because that's where everything starts. It all starts with the family and the left and the government Republican schools led by Republicans that can't get this crap out of there, who take no serious efforts to root this out, who never take any action when these teachers do this crap, when these administrators do this stuff. This is a Republican-led government fiasco. The failure of academics and the inability of Republicans to give these kids a shot in life is is disgusting, in my opinion. If they really cared about the kids, they'd fix the problem, but I don't think they do. The older I get, the more I learn to ignore men's words and observe their actions. And the actions say, we don't care. And I've not been flipping through these slides. Good grief. All the way through here. Never made it through the slides. I told you this was, this was going to be a tricky situation today. That's so why we got to get this stuff in PowerPoint, Jason. We'll get it sooner or later. And all these goods. Okay, let me read some of this. See, see, there is a, there's a reason here. There's a reason here. Let me read some of this to you. Don't let society limit you. This is from this Giles County story. Your biological sex shouldn't define what you can or can't do. One sexual way to live is just as good as another. There will be no harmful consequences. Do whatever you want. 
Don't worry about STDs. Don't worry about spiritual corruption. Don't worry about don't worry about teen pregnancy. Don't worry about emotional and psychological problems. Screw all that, says Giles County Schools. And stereotyping somebody because of their gender or thinking that somebody is better or worse because of their gender can be very harmful. Remember, you don't have to let the norms limit you. Boys can be whatever they want to be. Well, what else would they want to be? A woman? Giles County Schools? Disgusting. Stay strong and believe that you can achieve anything. Let's get these kids just emotionally and mentally screwed up a thousand ways. You're great just the way you are. I don't even know what this says, but I'm going to read it. Let's see what it says. We are all different, and that's what makes us beautiful. Imagine that if we all look the same, how boring would that be? If someone teases you about how you look, try and ignore it. There's no right or wrong way to look. Instead, trying to focus on staying healthy and happy and be proud of your unique and supportive of those around you. Well, that's not so bad. Gender roles and stereotyping. They're socially... This is great. Gender roles and stereotyping. These are socially constructed. They relate to the characteristics and behaviors that are typically thought to go alongside a person's biological sex. They can often stereotype boys and girls. You might have started to notice that people expect you to look, act, or behave in a certain way just because you're a boy. We call this stereotyping. Gender identity. It's about how you feel and how you think about yourself. When it comes to gender, everyone's gender identity is unique to them and should be respected. This is a good one. This is probably the best one. Glad we got these slides up. Sorry I didn't use them. I told you this was going to be a rough launch. Your biological sex is based on your genitals you're born with and the chromosomes you have at birth. Most people are either male or female. It's like all people. You do have a handful of like genetic anomalies. Very, very rare. I don't know if it's like 1 in 10 million. It's a lot. Giles County Public Schools. Government schools. And we can't get rhinos to give these kids an opportunity to get the hell out of these failing schools. Amazing. Really is amazing. Now, I'll tell you one I didn't get to do. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support if you would like to help us in any way. I'd, I'd rather see you at the Tennessee uh, Freedom Summit, but if you're like me, sometimes you don't like to get out of the house. You don't like to travel a lot. Maybe your schedule's full. Maybe you want, don't want to drive all the way to Nashville, but you like what we do. You enjoy being informed. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support, and when you do, I don't know if I've got this stuff ready. I told you this is going to be a rough, this is going to be a rough run. I'm just going to get completely out of the screenshot here. And somebody stole the bumper stickers. So we don't even have those here today. I told you it's going to be a rough show. Just imagine, you will get two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers. Actually, you get one uh, Tennessee conservative bumper sticker plus a uh, Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. Uh, and we'll send you, if you get $50 or more, if you give $50 or more, and if you give, and Jason's put the support link down there. Thank you, Jason. And if, Or if you give a recurring donation of $10 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And if you took this to Giles County, and if you put the brains of apparently the people that are running Giles County schools at the administrative level, whoever sent this claptrap home, and you put them in here, it would probably amount to like this much mental activity and ability to educate and safeguard your children. And if you put it in here and you shook it, and you waited about 10 minutes, your time may vary, what you would discover is that out would come the traditional, out would come the traditional thoughts about sexual identity and the fact that it's probably not good to screw kids up 
uh, well, you've got them for 13 years in education, and maybe uh, we should go back to the traditional values of putting a child in a home with two parents whenever it's absolutely, whenever it's possible. Sometimes it can't be possible. Sometimes you're, you know, you're a single parent. You're doing the best you can. But we try to keep the family nucleus together to the degree that we can. Because uh, I know I grew up in in two separate households. Wish it, they had both been together and compatible. But not in Giles County School. Just whatever, whatever sex you think you are today. Don't worry about it. Just do whatever. Nothing. Just whatever you feel like doing. Do it. There's no consequences in Giles County, uh, but if you do, if you do put the uh, educational doctrine of Giles County in here, what you will discover is it will come out normal uh, in a way that would actually help these kids. So do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com/support, guys. I'm sorry about my lack of professionalism in doing these slides. I should I should hire some help, but I can't. I just got to do this stuff by myself, and sometimes you get what you pay for. So go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com/support and help us. Um, weekend plans. Oh my goodness. We do have some pretty good week- weekend plans. I've been spending a lot of time at this new house. Very stressful trying to get in here. Our contractors missed three deadlines. Uh, two deadlines, rather. I'm sorry. Uh, we got a third one we're trying to hit. Uh, wrapped up in trying to get a construction loan turned into a permanent loan. Get out of our old house. Get into a warehouse. It is, it is a bunch of decisions to make. Quality control has been in the crapper. We're basically having to GC in many aspects our job here at the end. Stressful. But we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but we are going to, I think Saturday, I'm going to get on the road and roll up toward Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. That's where my sister-in-law, Hey Hey, lives. Hey Hey and Damien and, and their beautiful children. So we're going to go up there. Uh, my wife is going to babysit for Juju, her other sister, who lives in Knoxville. And then we're going to go to Dollywood. We're going to go to Dollywood. I've never been to Dollywood. I'm excited about going. If you've been to Dollywood, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think in the comments section about Dollywood. And and also, I hear they have at least two very big attractions. That's a terrible joke. I can't believe I said it. My wife would have told me not to. But uh, there's at least two big attractions there. And I said it twice. You could If you couldn't pick up on it, it's a pretty funny joke. Um, but I'm excited to go there. I'd rather give uh, her my money than Disney World, uh, and it's closer. So we're going to go there. So if you know something about Dollywood, you're like, you should go see this. Don't leave without doing that. Here's here's a way to to get to break in line or whatever. Just leave that in the comment section. I'll try to read it. Uh, so we're going to go to Dollywood on Sunday. So if you're wandering around Dollywood, you, you may see me. And my wife's two sisters, and I assume the brother-in-laws will all be together. So there'll be six adults and just an ungodly amount of kids roaming around Dollywood. So hopefully you will uh, see me there if you are there. If you're not, then you won't see me. So that's what's going on this weekend. I'm trying to get a house situation uh, across the finish line. You know, third time's a charm. And uh, going to Dollywood. So that's what I'm doing. What are you doing? Leave it in the comments section. Brandon Lewis here the world's worst AV operator in our new studio. We're getting there. It's going to be better. It'll be better next time. Thank you for tuning in to the TenCon Big 7 weekend update where we just slide in sideways every Friday, right? Just get you the news however we can. It's a little rough around the edges, but I hope you can appreciate what we do because we are fighting for conservatism. Uh, we are covering stories. We are reporting things. We are providing information in a way that nobody else is doing uh, and about things that no one else is covering because nobody wants you to know the truth. Nobody wants you to know the truth, but we want you to know the truth, and we stand on it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable for me. Sometimes it's uncomfortable for our staff, uh, but we, we just got to tell you like it is, and you can always count on us to do that. 
because I don't make my money doing this, which frees me up to just tell you like it is. So, TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support if you'd like to help out our work. And do go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com, and I crap you not. Uh, this is the first time that I've uh, mentioned this, and I've not even sent out an email about it yet. These tickets are going to be sold out. We've got a limited space, and it's not truly limited. It's not like shenanigans limited. Like I went down and looked at the, looked at the venue, about 250 people, classroom styles, all we're going to be able to fit in there. So do go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Put that in there if you would. Dollywood's great. Like the train ride. Wait a minute. The musical show of the eras. I'll watch that. I do. I love music. Only problem was when was the lack of people and many restaurants weren't open. Long lines to eat anything. Problem when government pay people to sit at home. I see what you're saying. They might have a hard time staffing Dollywood. So TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Slash support in Tennessee Freedom Summit. Ignore that social share image. That's from last year. We're going to get that fixed uh, today. I promise you. Brandon Lewis, I've just blathered on here at the end. I just feel like I'm with you sometimes. I just got to vent about this stuff. So uh, thank you for joining. Do forward this uh, to folks in conservative groups when we post this video live so they know what's actually going on. Uh, if you subscribe to podcasts and you only see this on Facebook, do go to where you get podcasts, Tennessee uh, Conservative. Just search that. Give us a five-star review. Helps us out a lot. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. I just called Dollywood. is great. Lots of fun shows, but crowded. See all the shows. I'm going to see the shows. That's what I prefer to go see anyway. All right, guys. Take care. Brandon Lewis with the 10 Con. Big 7 update. Wrapping it up here. We're gonna have some we're gonna have some real good show quality next week, I promise. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on these slides. Take care. Be good. Talk to you next time.